episode 112 of the ncr show and we are back welcome back to the no chance radio show everyone i'm your host ryan and i'm the co-host nate one of the co-hosts i should say (laughs) I don't know where he is right now. Uh, I think she just took her, her sabbatical from the podcast. Uh, I think uh, after the Benny Gold episode, she was just kind of like, yo, I need a vacation, man. This is uh, <laughs> too uh, creatively straining on my mental. Nah, but I think I think she's just busy right now. So uh, if anything, y- y'all here on the next show. But thank you guys for joining us. I know uh, this is a bit delayed and uh, I'm going to blame it on two things. One of two things. Um, the first thing is going to be uh, Call of Duty Warzone. I don't know if you guys have been playing it, but fucking we play at least a good eight hours a day. <laughs> and we don't have even like a, a speck of time to even fit in eating sometimes. True. Let alone recording a podcast. So um, I'll blame it on that. I schedule that, my, that, I like schedule my day around it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do yep. this at this time. So that way at this time I can do that. No, yeah, for sure. It's 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 a, a takes up a huge chunk of our day. The second part of why this episode is so late, guys, and why this is technically our version of the of the whole Lil Wayne "Sorry for the Wait" mixtape, because this came out hella late, is uh is my fault <laughs> because I've been so addicted to this new world of fucking e gaming and and streaming. And l- let's get into that first. L- let's talk about what we've been doing in the past month that that, that this episode really hasn't come out and then i'll get into some some housekeeping logistics but what what have you been keeping up with in the past month um anything different anything new that you picked up or or sort of gained interest in Nate? not really i mean like the whole gaming and streaming thing i was never really huge on before i mean i sort of i was interested in it but i didn't follow it very closely but now it's something that i sort of watch on the daily and sort of keep tabs on um because obviously we have a lot of time on our hands and like you said a couple seconds ago it's something that we've been doing ourselves like the past i don't know what month and a half so that and there's something about that though like were you, were you into gaming when, you know, online esports were first developing around the whole, like, Counter-Strike, Modern Warfare 2? And this is, like, strictly gamer, gamer talk, even though, like, we're, like, a month into this now, acting like we've been in this for forever. Yeah. But were you into that stuff when it first had come out? Like, that whole, like, I'm going to be professionally gaming um, world? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean... When Call of Duty 4 and Modern Warfare 2 came out, I think I was still in high school or just about to graduate high school, and uh, my close friends and I, we would uh, we'd always play like Modern Warfare 2 and like try to beat each other. Like we'd stay up till like three, four, like playing and just trying to see who was the best. So I think it's sort. Of, I mean, in a sense, it's sort of like sports. You know, like you. If you're competitive, then you always want to keep trying to beat somebody else. And I think that's why, I don't know, that's why it can be sort of addicting. And um, No, yeah, you're right. And it's just, it's it's like interesting because we talk about streaming and watching these quote unquote like professional gamers play. And it's almost like watching like, like athletes play, you know, like you almost when you watch them you almost aspire to be them you know like when you watch like a kobe Bryant or michael jordan or whoever steph curry whatever you're like 
I want to, I want to play like them. Like I want to shoot the basketball like them. Like I want to dribble like them. It's the same. That's a that's a really good comparison. Like obviously there are no sports. I don't know if anybody caught the um, <laughs> the horse challenge that uh, the NBA put on, which was like complete. Trash. That was pretty trash. Yeah. Like, but I'd much rather watch people play video games. And now, uh, look, if you go back to the very early episodes of us talking about e-gaming, I was shitting on it heavily. I did not understand it. I wasn't fully into it or fully involved. But now with the free time and obviously finding the competitive nature behind it, like you mentioned, and also the like the odd camaraderie that we have with, with people that I haven't talked to in maybe years and all of a sudden there's like nine or ten of us playing at a time and we can all sort of get into this like online lobby together like there's something about that that makes this experience way more fun and obviously during the whole pandemic and stuff it definitely keeps us busy since everyone's free but i get it now and i apologize (laughs) to all the people uh that i shitted on about the esports community before but i completely get it it is completely mesmerizing and i'll be playing a game while watching someone play the exact same game like that's how into it i am but that's what that's definitely one of the things that i think me and you both have picked up fairly recently and just kind of like getting fully involved in um i haven't even like literally it's twitch that that is my new tv like, yeah i don't stream netflix or any other streaming platform i rarely if ever listen to music anymore or even some of the podcasts that i would listen to on a day-to-day basis it's wake up you you can choose from whatever streamers you already follow everyone's streaming that for like eight to nine hours a day so that's like that's better than tv to me yeah and i think just going back to what you said earlier like the you're you're right like the whole the whole reason that it's fun is that especially during this time you get to connect with like other people like you know like it's like you're hanging out with your homies and you know you're just kicking it even if you're like you know miles away and um just getting to meet like random people like friends of friends to hop in the lobby or whatever and things like that and all of a sudden like i always think about this like you know like you meet some like you meet a friend of a friend in a lobby and then later down the road like you meet them in real life and you're like yo remember that one time that one game that we had (laughs) where that like cluster strike came in and we like destroyed those fools like that's sick it's like like backwards too like when you meet someone in real life and then you turn that real life interaction into an e interaction right or uh online interaction you follow them on social media and everything so if anything this this whole pandemic has sort of flipped things on its head and kind of made it almost essentially the same to meet people but you guys interact in a different way which is kind of tight right and the, the, all of that to just sort of summarize if y'all got Warzone, Call of Duty, PS4, Xbox, PC, whatever. Yo, hit our line, man. Come on, like we we need we need trios, we need quads, whatever. Yeah, come yeah. come join us because we got some dead weight on our side. Yeah, drop your uh, drop your PSNs and your gamer tags yeah, and Activision, whatever. Activision, let's go. Yeah, come on, hit us up. No chance, no chance gaming right now. Yeah, uh, a couple of um, housekeeping things before we move on to the this uh dynamic like a college professor. <laughs> some housekeeping things. Um, yo, man. 
I know like it's been a month, but go listen back to the old episodes, man. There's still a lot of relevant gems in there. We got the Benny Gold episode, which popped off crazy. Make sure you guys go listen to that one. A lot of other episodes as well that are kind of fitting for what's going on in, in uh, during the pandemic. We're going to uh, post some of those episodes that are, I mean, we have a very deep catalog. Like we have an archive of over a hundred episodes an hour long at that so there's a lot to listen to guys um also this monday i mean now you're listening to this on tuesday but by this point you already know that we are dropping our ncr playlist and that's on apple music and spotify so be sure to go follow those they're updated every week with pretty much everyone in the crew's favorite songs like uh we'll switch it out every week so it's always different Uh, or maybe we'll keep them there i don't know yet we'll figure it out but make sure you guys go follow those because i mean we all have a very eclectic taste in music um i know nate you sent me some songs earlier and i was like yo i've never listened to any of these songs so i've been listening i've been trying to listen to that fully all the way through so that's been pretty sick but yeah it's always cool to find new music guys and and especially during this time it's just like man like what else you got better to do than listen to music while you cook or learn how to make bread or some shit <laughs> uh, and also go follow all of our uh our djs under the ncr label yep i said it the ncr label they have soundcloud links in our uh in our bio make sure you guys go follow them they got mixes and stuff that they're putting out um throughout this the, the next couple of months and stuff so there's always a bunch of shit there and also i know y'all are going to grocery stores i know you guys are buying groceries whether it's one person in the household or everyone in the household taking a trip there go buy a can of guayaki yerba mate man i'm telling you shout out to the sponsor putting this on i've i've actually had to lay off of it for the past week because i've been too geeked up on it drinking one every day and i was scared i was gonna get to two cans every day um sheesh but the stash is looking heavy still so uh i might go back to the one a day you know gotta 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 keep my energy up you feel me (laughs) (laughs) yeah let's get into the episode today and i got a couple of things that i want to talk about and um some things that we kind of chime in together um like through text kind of faintly but um first and foremost obviously everybody in streetwear knows of supreme you know one of the world's largest streetwear brands, one of the most popular streetwear brands. Um, they did something very particular. Uh, I think it was last Thursday, and they released a collaboration tee um, with proceeds going to the COVID-19 fund, at, um, basically a collaboration with uh, Takashi Murakami. Everyone seems to know who that is at this point. Uh, uh, what, do you, what kind of artist do you define him as? Not like a, like a pop artist, but like a uh, like a not a street artist either. No, uh, not really a that. street artist. I would say, uh, like a I would say like a graphic artist. His style definitely leans more towards like pop. Nah, I wouldn't say pop art, but um, he's pretty much in all your all the uh, the popular muse- museums for the most part. Uh, I'd say like a more of like a con- like like you said contemporary graphic artist. Uh, there you go. Big on the sculptures, uh, big on the uh, collaborations with fav- your favorite streetwear brands, and also just like um, he does artwork for a, a lot of art uh, like rappers and and singers. Also, f- from what from what I'm seeing, but his popularity has grown exponentially fairly recently because of his inter- his involvement in basically 
building all of Complex Con. I'll say like that's what brought him to the the heights of where he's at now. So since he's like a household name, but essentially Supreme did a collaboration with him and produced one of the best box logos ever ever made. Um, but I think to be honest, kind of flew under the radar. So it dropped last Thursday, Friday, uh, two Thursdays ago, last Friday, two Fridays ago, sorry. Um, and it was a benefit drop. They've done that. Uh, synonymous, it's synonymous with their benefit drop for the, uh, was it the, the, the Jap- Japan box logo, right? Right. But there's always a debate on the, I would say, oh man, the resell of these types of shirts. Right, because everyone knows that this being one of the, the biggest and best box logos to ever be released, um, goes for up to I think it was going for six to seven after it released, and I think it was being sold for what 60 bucks, 50, 60 bucks, yeah, something like that. How do you feel about the, the reselling of stuff like this? It, it, uh, what's the what's the word? The 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 is it where's the morality? Is that the word? <laughs> I guess, <laughs> in, yeah, in in, in um in reselling something that is the where the benefits go towards uh, a certain cause and in this case one of the biggest causes uh, to date uh i mean in my opinion you know if you're paying for it you know at retail from the organization brand whatever that's in turn gonna use the proceeds to as a donation i don't see anything i don't see anything you know inherently wrong with that because you're still giving money you're still you know true, like you're true. still the money's still going where it needs to go um even if you're just giving them money to you know turn around and make a profit after the fact so i think in that regard it's not there's nothing inherently quote-unquote wrong about it um yeah i get why a lot of people are saying that oh well people shouldn't sell it for you know like 10 times the price like whatever but yeah yeah you know at the end of the day it's what you do with the products that you buy that's strictly your business you know and um it's interesting because i saw grailed was for the fees that they were taking off the uh resale of these t-shirts they were actually Mm. going to donate them to the same organization that supreme was donating them to that's a good oh yeah that's a, that's some good insight I, I didn't know that they were doing that i think the other one that i'd noticed is like StockX had been personally uh raffling off a t-shirt where the proceeds were going to to uh, a similar fund as well and yeah i think there's two sides of that and, and i think the, the the one that you mentioned is okay supreme marks it at this price they have a specific quantity and the quantity is the one i want to get into next is um they sell their all their quantity out for sixty bucks, whatever, uh, however many they have, and all that, all those proceeds, which I would assume is a lot, is going to go straight directly to the fund. Awesome, that that's that's covered. That's great. But the the, the larger question is is if if what is the intention behind that? You know what I mean? I get it's to is it to raise only a certain amount of money, but maintain the standards of who you are as a brand 
meaning I, we only make these certain, this number in terms of quantity for this shirt. And if we go over, then we are overinflating our product in the market or maybe overinflating the idea of a, a very rare box logo because it's very much obvious that Supreme could make 2 million of these shirts and it would sell out, right? It's 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 not impossible for them to make two million shirts and it to sell out, especially with the box, especially with the collaboration. And imagine what that what that amount of money looks like in regards to going towards the proceeds of of this this benefit. Like that's what a hundred and twenty million or like something along the lines of that. Right. Like that's a lot of money. And and that's where I that's where there's this like this line in the stand where it's like okay to, to what extent are we going to go in regards to this benefit quote unquote you know right are they trying to uphold a certain uh like stature as a brand or are they fully involved in like donating to this benefit it, it's it's a it's a weird little um uh what do you call it uh dynamic yeah i think it's i think it's de- i think they definitely have one foot in the door and one foot out. You know, I think the idea of it and I guess like the execution of it kind of, you know, aren't super connected in that, uh, you're right. Like if you produce like a million, two million t-shirts, like, of course, like you're going to turn over uh, so much more money that you can then donate. Um, yeah. Which I don't think is impossible for them to do. Um, which again sort of begs the question, you know, what do you like? How do you navigate that? Like, do you stay true to your brand, or do you, mm-hmm. you know, just go out all out on this thing? And I think I don't know. That's a tough question to answer because, you know, as someone who's running a business, it's like ah it's it's tough because it's it's almost asking you to prioritize like the well-being of other people and sacrificing your own brand or vice versa you know well and this is the thing is no one is no one is tasking supreme to be the ones that die on the cross to be like we are going to raise so much money to save and cure all of the covid-19 uh pandemics uh, crisis, right? You know what I mean. Right. Like they're not the ones that are being attached to do that. So, if anything, it's it's almost like this. This is an analogy here. Like it's like going to a um, a homeless man, right? Like yourself. You put a dollar in there, right? A dollar, and maybe you only have three dollars in your pocket, right? You put a dollar in there, and he says, "No, what about the other two? Like you don't got any more than that? Like that's it." You know what I right. mean? But this guy doesn't have a dollar to his name. So it's almost like damned if you do, damned if you don't. You're exactly. going to get hit from both sides if you're going to. It, 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 I think in any way, if you're a, a, a large company like them, and, I, and obviously in comparison to other Fortune 500 companies, they're still very minuscule. But I don't know, or and nothing in my world is, is being headlined as, you know, this company is donating to this benefit. All I hear is Supreme. And then I'm just like, whoa, like that's kind of, that's kind of different you know what i mean yeah but another thing that i want to get into that that is kind of like that kind of coincides with this is this idea of of 
brands feeling as if that they have to be a part of that wave. You know what I mean? That they, they have to say like, okay, I see all these other brands um, making moves to donate to a certain organization or to have proceeds go towards a certain organization. Should I pivot to, you know, even though I might might be a small local business, should I pivot and say, you know, all the proceeds or a, per- a percentage of these proceeds go to this organization? Do you feel like there's a lot of brands that feel pressured to do that? And do, do you think that they... Do you think they have to feel morally obligated to do that? Uh, yeah, I think more brands are definitely feeling the pressure to sort of make that switch. Um, I would say, like, you know, only do it if it's, like, obviously, like, a cause that you believe in and also if it's within your means, you know? Like, if you're a struggling brand that, mm. you know, is just trying to keep afloat in these, like, crazy rough unpredictable times then i would say you know like the weight of the world isn't necessarily resting on your shoulders alone you know what i'm saying like yeah your contributions can make a difference and will make a difference but also it's okay to look out after yourself like look out for yourself and your business and your brand too um i think as far as like like you mentioned fortune 500 companies and bigger brands you know obviously they have they have millions billions of dollars floating around that you know essentially they're just you know in a way like just laying around like collecting dust wiping their asses with or whatever but i think more so it's like it's more of uh, I wouldn't say it's more of their responsibility to do some uh, to do something, but more so like they should feel like the ones to you know actually enact change because they have this yeah. privilege of being yeah. like an established brand and you know they have the means and they have the resources um, yeah. and not let that weight fall on smaller businesses. And I think it's interesting because. Like there's that uh, really fun going around for like businesses affected by the coronavirus and you see like, you know, Fortune 500 companies or maybe not Fortune 500, but, you know, fairly well-to-do companies. Like, for instance, I saw mm. Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. They're like a steakhouse chain. Like they're taking yeah. government loans to pay their employees when they're making millions and do- millions of dollars in revenue. And then, Shit. you know, like the funding doesn't get down to like your mom and pop restaurant or whatever you know Mm, yeah so i think that's a whole like man that's a whole thing that i've I've been reading up on but yeah go ahead i can go in a deep rabbit hole about that yeah but i mean just as like a comparison i think that uh you know it's it's easier for them them being bigger brands to sort of take that weight and run with it as opposed to maybe you know like your local skate shop or your local restaurant or whatever your local streetwear boutique you know like it's obviously a bit harder for them to do that um so i think you know while it is important to help others like it's also important to you know survive in a sense no, yeah, you make a you make a really good point across the board. I mean, when you say like the the larger Fortune 500 companies, they 
I would say like the the entire world feels like they that company has to feel morally obligated to help. Like you can't, you you, you just can't. Like everyone's looking at the billionaires, like a like a Bill Gates, to like yo, fork up that money, bro. Like we need that money right now. Like this needs to go towards this so we can go outside. Like <laughs> I like they're they're putting pressure on these millionaires and billionaires nowadays. Nobody wants to see them on their boats talking about I'm staying at home. This is tough when you got like 30 rooms, yeah, and two acres of land. Like you're tweeting, yo, it feels like jail when you're when you're in your pool. Like come on, bro. Like it, they are they're people are putting a lot of pressure on these brands and. It's definitely a lot more obvious, but I feel like it's an internal pressure when it comes to these street little streetwear companies because, and I'll use this as a good example, but Joe Fresh Goods, he tweeted out, um, or somebody tweeted to him and his mentions, and we're like, hey, Joe, when are you going to start releasing like face masks, right? Like, when are you going to release some Joe Fresh Good face masks? And he's like, nah, man, like, I'm not doing that. Like, I'll leave it up to all these other brands doing it. And he has a point, right? Because if it's not in his nature to create that, if he doesn't feel morally obligated to create that, maybe that's not something that he wants to make. People shouldn't, you know, uh, peg him to say, like, you're a bad person. You know what I mean? And I feel like that pressure is on a lot of different brands to feel like they have to create something that's relevant to what everyone is going through and it's an unnecessary pressure to be honest and and i i don't feel like they have to do that i don't feel like um supreme has to start making uh, a face mask and and uh donate all the funds like they for the fact that they did this shirt and donated all the funds like i didn't expect them to make a covid 19 shirt like we're talking about areas uh, obviously areas that were widely affected that have widely affected their stores like when the, the whole uh i think it was the earthquake in in japan happened right that's where that box logo came from so it, it made sense but all, I, I, honestly it was kind of like whoa they're making a a shirt that um like the COVID 19 shirt i was like whoa this is kind of crazy but yeah like there's a lot of these brands that don't feel op- really obligated to make stuff for the times right and that is okay personally i feel like that is okay because not every brand can be everything for everyone right and i don't think that a lot of people understand that because they see people that are on the hill you know with their their their, amassing all these crowds of, of people that 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 basically are the ones sort of leading the way and we'll get into my man Bobby Hundreds in a second, but he there are a lot of really people people that are very that are vocalizing their opinions, they're vocalizing through their products and what they're doing, and that's great. But there's also a lot of people that are just taking the time to just chill and not make shit, and that's great too. Right? You know what I mean? So I, I, I it, it that that's one of the things that kind of like it kind of irks me when I when I see people giving smoke to some of these brands that you know the the reason why they got into this game or the, into this industry is to make clothes. It's to make clothes that match whatever their current situation is or whatever their current uh, interests are. And that's their, uh, their their expression or form of expression in regards to art. That's cool. Yeah. But if they're not experiencing anything, if they're not outside, if they're not able to, to hang out with their friends, if they're not able to travel the world and they don't want to make anything, cool. And is that an excuse for why we didn't release an episode for the past month? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but... 
<laughs> but yeah, to put a cap on that, like um, a lot of these brands are doing a lot of great things. A lot of these brands are doing nothing, and both of those are perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, can I just say something real quick just to wrap up this? Oh yeah, of course. You know, I think uh, you know ultimately it's not necessarily their responsibility. You know, because like you said, they didn't. You know, like obviously no one was prepared prepared for this, and no one saw this coming. Um, you know, at least like a year, no one was like, okay, a year from now, coronavirus is going to come out, right? Like definitively and this, this, and this is going to happen. Right. Um, so ultimately, I mean, the responsibility falls on like technically like the government for not being prepared. So Mm. I think this, these higher expectations that we have for brands and, you know, these people that have a platform is sort of i mean it's good to hold them accountable but also you know it's 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 hard to tell somebody what they should what they should be doing you know um exactly because at the end of the day it's really up to them like you can't hold a gun to their their head and say all right supreme you're gonna make a million takashi Murakami box logos yeah, that's a a super good point, and that and that goes beyond just the idea of of, uh, of dropping product or, or making things that are consumables. But this goes beyond uh, that, and, and to say that to tell anybody to create on uh, at gunpoint is 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 essentially blasphemous, right? Because right. I mean, for us, it comes naturally. If we want to do something, we're going to do it because. We love the process of doing it. We love the idea of making it. And we're not really in the mindset of saying like, yeah, like we know what the people's reactions are going to be to this. So let's cu- let's curate uh, for that reaction. Like we, we, I don't think we've ever done anything like that. Yeah. We just do it to do it. And the process or having the, or the conversation built around it is what makes things great. And another great example is, is what Jeff Staple has been doing with Business of Hype and doing these like stay-at-home segments yeah where he'll talk to the people that he's interviewed back uh however long ago for the business of hype episodes and he's basically talking to people about you know what their current situation is how it's affected their day-to-day life uh, maybe their businesses and uh their essentially their money and a lot of these people aren't doing anything and that's okay right and we're talking about like people that like the joe fresh goods we're talking about people that own like large company um that are like freelancers like christina pack and like jerry lorenzo fear of god he's he's just managing his people and just kind of going like like steadily along and, and that's fine like no one is and i think like just in general no one is trying to one-up anyone and say like yo we have our shit together more than you right I don't think it's a time to do that right right now. But everyone, I think, is being very supportive of each other. Everyone is is buying from small local businesses, which I think is great. Um, and yeah, I, I, and, and I'm gonna put this on on Virgil Abloh for a second. I think it's Virgil Abloh's fault. That's my hot take for the episode. I think it's Virgil <laughs> Abloh's fault because when he said streetwear was dead, he really jinxed that shit. Yeah, he really jinxed that shit. And for, for the most part, and and. I want you guys to go read this because for some reason I get all these text messages from Bobby hundreds through his like little message thing. I don't know how I signed up for it, but um, he basically uh, wrote out, um, 
I want to call it like a short essay. It's called, um, it's titled monologue and he quotes it in the, in the, um, there's a quote in there and he basically says, if streetwear really dies this year, it'll be because it'll be because of the coronavirus. And it's very much true because for the most part, our conversations and why, the, the the past three months or the past three weeks sorry um there hasn't been a, a huge conversation from our side the ncr crew side is because nothing has been going on in this this industry right everyone is either creating or not creating and for the most part large majority is not creating everyone has been caught up because the way that a lot of this this industry works is that they're ahead maybe about a year a couple of seasons so what you're seeing is kind of the the tail edge of of what these people have prepared so coming up in the next month or so you're going to start to see a lot of these like instantaneous drops a lot of one-off collections a lot of sort of things that are just being sort of thought up and 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 quickly created which is awesome because that's you know sort of adapting to the nature of things but what has been your perspective on sort of this idea of the whole pandemic and Struwer being dead currently and sort of how it's been affecting this sort of, what do you call it? The uh, supply chain process of what streetwear um, is comprised of. Uh, what have you noticed from sort of viewing things from, from the outside? Um, I mean, I can only really talk about my personal like situation because, you know, I haven't, to be quite honest, I haven't been paying a whole lot of attention to, like, what's going on in the street world. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of people haven't either because there's a lot more important yeah. shit going on, you know? Like, um, you know, maybe when the stimulus check hit, everybody was, like, online shopping yeah. for a sec. But <laughs> Hypebeasts all numbers go yeah. up. People clicking straight to the store yeah. for sure. All those things you added to your cart, like, two weeks before that, check out, check out. <laughs> <laughs> expedited shipping i can afford it carts, yeah. 1200 it's yep. good um but i don't know I, to be quite honest like i haven't found myself like you know really going out of my way to like look into what's going on in the world of streetwear and i think you know as a brand there's only so much you can do during this time you know like everybody's social yes. distancing stay-at-home orders shelter in place whatever like there's only so much you can do from home. So they're sort of limited in that sense of trying to come up with new materials and new products. And, yes. you know, I think looking at it from, I guess, like a, I don't know what the correct like phrase is. Like, I don't want to say holistic because that sounds hella hippie, but like just looking at it from, I guess, a person to person point of view, that's totally okay. Mm. Like you said, you know, like you don't have to be creating 24 seven, um, yep. as a brand owner, obviously these times are worrying and I'm sure they're stressed out and trying to find creative ways to stay afloat. But, you know, I think, you know, that's part of what being a brand owner is, is trying to find a creative solution mm -hmm. for a challenge. You know what I mean? Like, of course, like I mentioned before, this was totally unexpected. Like everybody's blindsided by it yep. and there's no, there's no real way of like preparing for, I mean, there is. Obviously, there's some ways of preparing for it, but nobody could have predicted this, you know, um, yeah. if you're just an everyday and you person. Know what's, you know what's really funny is that there there is a brand that I feel like 
prepared for it in a in a an unknowing way because of how their sort of business model is built and that's chinatown market because their whole idea is providing quick solutions instantaneously so if they feel like making a t-shirt graphic to this relevant event aka for example the last dance the michael jordan documentary that came out comes out every sunday they released a shirt coinciding with that documentary on that sunday instantaneously you know what i mean and these are things that they're keeping up with probably days to weeks in advance but it's the way that they create it's so suitable for what is going on right now that it makes them it doesn't they don't even skip a beat and in the uh stay at home segment with with mike sherman they were seeing the most online traffic as of recently because most of their pretty much all their sales are through e-commerce right right so if you're a if you're a, a brick and mortar that is now sort of get, like trying to fit their way in into e- online e- e-commerce and people don't traditionally shop on online for their product then they're going to be maybe fourth or fifth on that list of places that they go to first. And that's just a fact. Like you can't compete with the ones that are already on there building that way before all this happened. And that's why in the in the more recent episode we talked about how people are starting to now realize that that like the importance of that and because it is, right? Whether it's through Instagram sales or or having an online web store, like those things are so crucial for things like this and uh, like you said, you can't account for for change like this. But the, there is there are segments of people that you have to you have to count on and and, and if if online uh purchasing and online consumers are are the wave and they're the they're the ones that are you know if that's what the the trend is sort of leaning towards then you got to go there you know what i mean you got to go right. there even even though it may not be sort of you, you may have to hire one or two more people to start an online store and sort of manage it you got to do that because chinatown market is killing it right now and it's that business model of we're going to make whatever we feel in the moment we want a, a, a a covid shirt we want a the last dance shirt we want whatever this next relevant pop culture moment is we're dropping a shirt for that and guess where kids are going to that same store that they've been going to for the past two years you know what i mean so that is a company that that has figured it out and i i definitely applaud them because that's what everyone is trying to do now right high fashion brands are dropping the idea of matching their collections with um with the quote-unquote high fashion seasons right like i i forget when they take place but um now they're just going to drop whenever they want to and we've talked about the idea of the drop and the adoption of the drop right we know the importance of it now and i guess now people are just starting to understand like how important that truly is people people saw like the novelty of it but now they uh, they understand how truly special the um the drop of whatever product is the the lead up to a a particular drop rather than here's an entire collection have at it i don't i don't even think all right here's another i don't think people actually are excited by actual seasonal collections anymore I I don't think that I'm I'm personally excited by seasonal collections anymore. Uh, I mean yes and no. Like obviously, when you know a new season's coming out, you know that there's going to be a plethora of products that are coming out, right? So mm-hmm. that in itself is exciting because it's like, it's you know there's so much coming out. I don't know what I want yet. Like I can't wait to see what's coming out. But I think 
you know in terms of like specific drops i think that's that can be almost more exciting like when it's like you mentioned like coinciding with the special events or something that's going on you know it's almost like you're buying a piece of whatever's going on at the time yes. you know as opposed to like oh i bought this in spring summer of 2020 and then you're like well, okay well spring summer 2020 was that was a shitty season because we had covid <laughs> and kobe died and all these other things you know terrible like um but yeah i think as far as like i think the larger conversation here is like this whole covid thing is pandemic is really shifting the way that like you mentioned like businesses operate like it's really shifting the way that you know smaller brands smaller brands big brands look at how to access like the customer the consumer you know it's yeah um and i mean it's it's like chinatown market was a great example because they're they're so well equipped for this because they've already built that presence of being an online shop like yep you know yeah you can find them in stores like uh urban outfitters or whatever here and there but you know the majority of their customer base is shopping online and i think for them like they were already ahead of the game on that and you see like a lot of these other businesses you know uh just trying to stay just trying to stay afloat because they haven't you know integrated that into their like daily operation so Mm-hmm. It's 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 interesting to see how it will affect like the streetwear and fashion world because um I don't know like I like I mentioned earlier I think people could care less like people don't care anymore they're just staying home That's so true so like why am I gonna buy needle sweatpants I ask myself I don't know why I ask you? myself before I go to sleep. <laughs> Why do you? <laughs> but it, you know that's a that's a good question, right? Because our priorities change. The things that we're focusing on change. When I'm, uh, and let's be honest. When's the last time you checked your screen time on your your iPhone? Do you think personally it's gone down since we started playing video games? Like I don't. I feel like I don't check my phone as often, or I'm not on social media as often when I'm playing video games. Like I. I me thinking that I would I'd be on my phone only like two to three hours a day is ridiculous because I'm usually on it like seven to eight. Yeah. So er, the priorities are changing, man. Like we want to keep ourselves busy and through whatever. We're tired of social media right now. Like it was entertaining the first couple of weeks when people were talking about um, like when the coronavirus was novel and, and, and all these other things. But now we go in there, we're seeing the same shit. All right, and no no one's really creating anything new because everyone's in their house. Like you, you can't go outside and see, you know, people taking the fire summer pics and all the you know the 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 the, the spring like I'm outside like flowers are blooming type. Of, like you're not <laughs> seeing that because no one's doing it. You know what I mean? So we're starting to see the same thing online. So w- what are we resorting to? You know what I mean? It, what what is there that's going to keep us busy and it's it's whatever is, is entertaining call of duty if it's video games call of duty if it's um if it's twitch if it's podcasts like that that's what it is and i feel like just to put a cap on it and, and you tell me how you feel about this but you know if you want to create go create if you don't want to create don't create but don't penalize yourself for feeling as if you're behind 
Um, everyone's on the same timeline right now. Everyone is slow to get to stuff. Everyone, everyone's fast to get to stuff. Whatever, it doesn't matter, man. Like there's, there's so much opportunity to do stuff, and there's also so much opportunity to to chill the fuck out. Right. And that's how I personally feel because you know, I don't feel the pressure to be rushed, but also I feel like oftentimes I want to create stuff. And and like I said earlier, if you want to do it, if not, then who cares? Right. <laughs> That's I, how I feel about it. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely agree. I think, um, you know, if you feel inclined to make something and be creative, then by all means go for it. But if you don't, then don't feel, you know, don't put that pressure on yourself to do it, you know, to, you know, feel the need to do it. Um, and I was having a conversation with my girlfriend about this like a couple of weeks ago. And she said, you know, like, she's like she made a really good point like when are we ever gonna have this sort of time again you know like time to spend Mm -hmm. with yourself time to spend with your loved ones like time to do things that you've never had time to do for time to do nothing you know like it's it's you know it's it's solely up to you on how to you know manage that time and use that time and there's no there's no right or wrong answer, you know, unless you're using it for something that's super detri- detrimental. Like you're just, I don't know, doing illegal things like 24 <laughs> seven or like, I don't know. Yeah. Shelter in place. I'm gonna go rob people. Like obviously don't do that, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, like the way you use your time is totally up to you, you know, like if you want to work exactly. and put in work, then do it. If you don't, then don't, you know? Um, no, I- you make a good point when you when you say that because you know if you're if you're if you have a busy lifestyle man if you work you know 60 plus hours how many hours are there in a week i don't even know but if you're working like <laughs> definitely half, more than 60 hour, yeah 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 if you're working a shit ton of hours and you barely get to talk to your friends you barely get to hang out all that stuff man you have friends that don't have the same schedule as you you have family members that um, they're always on the go traveling, man. Now's the time, man. It, it, now's the time. Nate, we've talked every day for the past, what, two months. Right. <laughs> like, when's the last time we, we had the chance to do that? Probably when we were both working, working together. Retail, <laughs> yeah. Like, six years ago, or six, five, six years ago. Right. Like, sometimes these things are a blessing, and you just never know. Right. So, like, like Nate mentioned, or... His girlfriend mentioned this. This he just he pulled a hot take from your girlfriend. Now's the time, guys. Go go read a book. Go hang out with your friends. Eat online, of course, online. No more secret hangouts. I know a lot of you guys are secretly hanging out. Um, Go hang out with your friends online. You know, there's a bunch of different apps are becoming popular to to do that. Spend time with yourself. Spend time. Figure out what you like. If you don't like doing anything, don't do anything. Right. Don't feel like you're shit. Fuck if you're it, not dude. Doing anything. Get, you Go know, sign up for unemployment. Yeah. Crush a twelve pack of job. white claws at like white one claw. p.m. Yep. It's totally fine. Create a a routine for yourself. You know what I mean. There's a lot of importance in having this time, man. Like, figure it out, man. Now's the time to figure it out because once things start getting, you know, getting going again. Uh, you're gonna lose that opportunity, and, you, and then you're gonna feel like you have to, you're having to play catch up, and you don't want to do that. Right. So don't waste this time, but also waste this time. That's that's the the moral of the story. <laughs> We're um, giving a very like <laughs> safe answer. I'm trying to play both sides I, yeah. because I'm like right in the middle too. Like I want to waste this time, but I also don't want to waste right. this time. So don't feel obligated to take any of our advice. We're just saying 
there's time available. Right. <laughs> How about that? There's there, there's, there's time. time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Well, that is the end of this week's episode. Sorry for the wait. We promise we'll try to get one out every week, maybe every other week. But um, I think the one thing before we end this episode, the one thing that I think inspires the creation of these episodes is when we go out and live life. <laughs> I think that when we experience things and we we come across things in our day to day, maybe our friends put us onto things, or you know, the other people are releasing things and other people are going through things. I think those are the types of events or occurrences that make us inspired to create the, the, this show and to have things to talk about because. If we really wanted to just put an episode out every week and just bullshit, we probably could. But again, this is not just a conversation of two or sometimes three, <laughs> depending <laughs> on when P comes back, a, sh- a two to three person show where we just talk about bullshit. Now, that's oftentimes that's kind of what we do. But in this case, no, we, we want to continue a conversation about a context that we care about, which is a street word, fashion, culture, whatever. Um, so if things are happening, then best believe these episodes are coming out. So don't be worried. We're still making this shit. Don't worry. All right. This is episode 112. We're going to try to hit a thousand. That's the goal before we become washed and we, we quit this shit to start our lives as actors and <laughs> like that. <laughs> but best believe the NCR show is still on. All right. Don't be worried. All right. And that's episode 112 of the NCR show. Make sure you guys go follow us at no chance radio on all social platforms we might have something special coming on twitch i'm not sure yet but i mean i love twitch so much i don't want to add trash content to it so there's a lot of things in the work that we're trying to figure out a lot of kinks but make sure you go follow all the playlists apple music spotify uh you can follow me at swan out here on instagram where can where, where, where can they see you if, if they really want to follow you uh well i'm on private but it's at nate since 95 <laughs> You go follow Nate, man. Go make sure in, in all of his recent photos, go spam like uh, some the, the little butterflies, the little needles but- butterflies. Go spam that in his comments, bro. And that is episode one twelve, guys. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Later.